What will we find in today's Thursday thrillers here on the Mutual Audio Network? A few baffling mysteries? Perhaps a touch of murder? Let's find out. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hey, you, hiding in the shadows. Come over here. I'm Frank Dixon, a private investigator. But it doesn't take a detective to know if you want to enjoy shows like Neon Shadows on Noir Tale, they need your support. If you go to patreon.com slash neonshadowspod, you can do just that. But cold hard cash isn't the only thing you can give. The world's a tough place, I should know. So let's say you want to support your favorite shows, but you're not on the up and up. Well, that's easy. Review the show on Apple Podcasts. Podchaser and Good Pods also allow for rating and giving feedback on individual episodes, which is a huge help. Following on Twitter and simply retweeting at Neon Shadows Pods posts has a huge impact on visibility. And we just know there are some noir fans that are looking for a show, just like Neon Shadows. But I've taken up enough of your time. You can go ahead and slink back into your shadows and enjoy the show. So you thought it was a good idea to steal my car. Then you have the audacity to steal the key. To be fair, it was already stolen. I don't want to hear a damn word out of you. You betrayed us. We don't know what is in that box. If Andros gets the key, we have no plan. Nothing prepared. Whatever is in there is undeniably dangerous. But- No! I already heard your excuse from Dusty. I'm aware of everything I need to know about your efforts to save us. Why don't you leave those decisions to us next time? A little democracy goes a long way. We are significantly stronger together than we are apart making calls on others' behalf. Next time? You mean you're not kicking me out of the club? (sighs) No, not yet. Thanks, Ulysses. You've always had a kind heart. It serves you far better than it serves me. Is she all good, Doc? Yes. She'll be fine as long as she doesn't go crusading against our mortal enemies anytime soon. At least, not by herself. If it weren't for you, Dusty, she wouldn't be here. 
How was your first combat experience as the wolf? It felt strange, like I could control it to a point. But when the fighting actually started, it's like the wolf was on autopilot. I was just a passenger. Hmm, that's a little unexpected. I wonder if there's some piece of the original wolf in you. Next time you turn, attempt to make a connection. Maybe call out to him in your semi-conscious mind. I know it sounds ludicrous, but you never know. That sounds hard. I had no idea how to accomplish something like that. Do I just talk to myself in my head? Do I try to use the wolf to communicate? I don't think I can hold a pencil with those claws. So I hear there's a siren who stole my stolen key, and then almost got herself killed. How'd you find Andras, anyways? Deshi Zhao, my contact in Chinatown. I'm hurt, Cordelia. You went to another private investigator. When they're on the payroll, they're a lot more compliant. Fair enough. I am pissed, you know. But I can't say I wouldn't have done something similar to keep everyone safe. You're not off the hook, mind you, but I've accepted it as is. Ulysses, on the other hand, you got a lot of work to do. At least we still have the key. Dusty, what was it like going toe-to-toe with Andras? I'll answer that question with one of my own. How did you not know he was bad? He's like completely evil. There's literally an aura of bad energy around him. Uh, yeah about that. We believed he was just a disgruntled angel. Hundreds of years in a pit could do that to you, you know? You believed Frank, not me. I knew he was a charlatan from the start. No, and you're the best judge of character. Not since I've been consorting with the likes of you. We like to take jabs at each other, but we were all just burying the pain. We've all handled losing Sam a little differently. Ulysses has an uncharacteristically low patience tolerance. Frank has been talkative and kind, clearly seeking connection, which was much better than the old Frank. I was punching through it, pushing my body, human and wolf, to the edge. I needed more strength to protect the ones I love. I'm guessing that's why my anger for Cordelia isn't lingering. Cordelia hardly knew Sam, but she was over-cleaning the bar tops and whiskey glasses, keeping her mind too busy to ponder. No doubt it affected the decision to give the key to Andras. Maybe she was sick of bloodshed. Even though this was clearly Gareth's fault, we are all blaming something else looking for a simple fix. In that moment, holding Sam in my hands at Lady Justice, something changed. I realized the pain of responsibility and the helplessness against the outstretched maw of darkness the world could use to swallow you up. Frank told me that a piece of Sam will always be with me, but I think he got it backwards. I felt a piece of me leave with him, fluttering away like a feather dancing upward in a gust of wind. My sadness and reflection became rage. I squeezed my fist so tight it hurt. Hey kid, what's going on? Warm blood ran between my fingers and onto the floor. I didn't notice that my hands were changed into the wolf's. And now everyone was staring at me. We are ending this tonight, Dusty. Let's make sure what happened to Sam won't happen ever again. Are we just sitting around pouting? Or are we nabbing these cop-killing, kidnapping sons of bitches? Joe? What have we here? And I called Joe to see if we could get some backup. We can't take on the world by ourselves. At least not all the time. Uh, about that backup. Aw, oh, shit. 
The new captain not buying it? This ain't official business, so we're on our own. So Dark Rim PD doesn't care one of their own was murdered? And Sam too? This ain't official business. Now, if a bunch of cops happened to be off-duty and in the area and had probable cause, they could search the area. We have to at least look like we're playing by the book, so I won't exactly have an army. Just a few boys in blue on their day off. Joe, you sly dog. There's another catch, Frank. You're gonna have to create a source for our probable cause. Phantom Corp owns half the town and the things in it. We have to make it look legit. Or else this whole thing could blow back on us. And it won't be no early retirement. It'll be three hots and a cop for the foreseeable future. I think we can manage. Even if it's just a few men, it'll help substantially. So what's the plan, Joe? Alright, huddle up. And pay attention. We gotta do this right. I've felt this before. The beating of the drums, the anticipation of battle and rushing adrenaline, sending you forward before you talk yourself out of it. The last time I felt this way I lost Davis and half of my unit during the war. What would it mean now? I hoped this would end up differently. We scrounged up whatever arms we could and luckily Joe handed over some shotguns before he left. This still wouldn't be easy. But now, we set a chance. So, what all do we have? I've got a couple pistols and some homemade grenades. You're used to me healing, but I can also create some nasty poisons. I've taken the liberty of dipping my bolts in some. Please don't stand in front of me. If uh, any of you are hit with this, there's no saving you. Maybe we should close up this quiver for the time being. I've got my service pistol, my trusty scrap, and a handful of shotguns and bullets from Joe. I think what I'm using kind of speaks for itself, or howls, rather. I have a pistol too, but that seems like more of a last resort for me. So we're really doing this. What option do we have? I don't know as much about Gareth as you guys, but he's gotta pay for Sam and everything else. There's no telling the dark stain he's smeared across the city. If we don't take the fight to him, he'll pick us off one by one. He said as much. It makes sense to take the fight to him even if he has an advantage. Hell, that might make him overconfident. He won't be expecting us to pack this big of a punch for a few misfits. Frank's right. He probably isn't expecting much of a fight. He must know what I am. But he didn't seem scared of me. Let's not forget we are outnumbered ten to one. We should exercise caution. Well, if this is everything... All we have left to do is to load up the cars and get out of here. What's that? Hold on, I can actually hear them. There was a noise sounding like a few guys outside of the bar. Dusty's expression turned sour, then horrified. He yelled for all of us to get down while his teeth grew sharp and features on his face elongated. After that, the world moved slow. Ulysses was still behind the bar and took cover. I flipped a table and sat behind it, pulling out my revolver. Cordelia was in the open looking out the window. Bullets ripped through glass and shards spilled to the floor. Their fire was concentrated on my end and swept towards Ulysses, heading towards Cordelia who had no means of defense. Holes gave way to pinpricks of light, showcasing the dust kicked up by our ambush. 
Dusty was in mid-transformation, as he ran only half a second ahead of the lead punching through the walls. Just when Cordelia was going to get shot, the wolf grabbed her and outran the bullets diving into a back room. My heart only had time for a couple of beats throughout all of it, but it felt like an anxious decade. Everything seemed real time again. Our friends outside put round after round into the building as if they had an endless supply of ammo. Is everyone alright? All good here. Dusty and I are fine, but we need to get out of here. There's a sewer access in the basements. It will take us right behind them. Maybe if we... Dusty, no, wait! The black blur seemingly understood what Ulysses had said and rushed past us to enter the basement. None of us could go after him. We were pinned down, and I looked at Ulysses, and we both knew we didn't have much of a chance. He nodded, and crawled over to me behind my makeshift fort. So, what do we do? Just get ready. The second they stop shooting to reload, we run out there, guns blazing. Just try to get to them before they load up. Okay, I'm ready. After another barrage, the guns went silent one by one. As soon as the last gun stopped firing, Ulysses and I kicked open the front doors with fingers on our triggers. The men shouted so they must have noticed us, shrinking our window of opportunity further. As soon as the doorway was cleared, we drew our pistols to a parking lot. Empty. Beside the freshly slain corpses of mobsters. Gareth wanted to catch us by surprise, but it seems we were underestimated. A thick liquid dripped onto my head, running down my face. I looked up to see Dusty and Wolf Form perched above me on an awning with an arm in his mouth. My god. Wow, um... We owe you one, kid. <laughs> Though this will be a tough story to tell the police. The arm was tossed up and dropped down in a toothy gullet. The wolf licked its snout and chin free of bodily fluids and snorted. And I would be lying if I didn't admit that kind of freaked me out. And I had never seen Dusty in action like this. And it was a little disturbing despite all of the things I'd seen so far. Gripping the stone facade of the building, our lupine savior descended to the ground, changing back to the well-adjusted young adult. We better get going. I don't know how many more of those I have in me. Yeah, let's grab Cordelia and get going. So how does that feel, when you're ripping limbs off of someone while they're still alive? still have no tangible leads other than a hooded woman at the scene of these massacres. Some claim to have heard strange noises, but when they are investigated, there's no source to be found. Do you want me to turn this off? No, it's fine. You can listen to whatever you want. I'm not good at this stuff, but I'm sorry. Sorry for what, Frank? For being short with you. For being too easily irritated with innocuous things. Like what's playing on the radio. Before all this, before Lady, you were the closest thing I had to family and you still are. I never wanted to make you feel like you were a bother to me, Dusty. It's quite the opposite. Sometimes I don't know what I'd do without you. I'm also sorry for being difficult after Lady was killed. I need you to know you helped me get through that. I appreciate you saying that, Frank. There may have been times I felt burdensome, but that's on me. I'm sure I can get annoying sometimes, so you want to call us even? Yeah, that seems fair. We were almost at the Phantom Corporation building. And I wish we could just blow the whole place to pieces, 
Sure. They provide the town with jobs, but at what cost? Chemical sludge gets dumped into our rivers, the quarry, and God knows where else. They also have the cops under their thumb. Last, but certainly not least, they're ran by the Storelli crime family. The whole place would be crawling with goons. There would be on-site security and Storelli's men. And of course Gareth. That bastard would be getting what's coming to him. The first task was to create a distraction bold enough to catch the eye of the passerby. That way Joe and his pals could gum up the works for phantom security detail. That would allow us cover enough to slip into the upper levels. There was an executive floor and a penthouse. I'm assuming Gareth is in the latter. The idea Joe had was that Ulysses and Cordelia would acquire maintenance staff jumpsuits. Then finding a good way to transport an explosive into the building, they would take it somewhere low security but close to a window. We needed the blast to be seen from outside but we didn't want any innocent people hurt. Then when the off-duty cops tie up the corporation, we can find a way into the penthouse. I'm sure there weren't many with access, but I've been known to improvise. If we make it to Gareth, well, that part of the strategy is a little foggy. Killing ain't my first option. But just like with Jonah, I'm not sure I'll have the luxury of a choice. Cutting off the head of the snake might be my best bet. Let the body writhe in chaos and we can move on. I pulled into the extravagant parking lot. Those assholes probably tore down a park to put this here. Well, we're here. Dusty stared towards the top of the high-rise, stone cold. You've gotten braver, kid. If this happened last year, you would have pissed yourself. I won't deny it. I would have certainly sat this one out. But staying out of this one is impossible. I have to see this through. Let's get into positions. We need to all trickle in separately. It'll help us avoid security until the fireworks start. Okay. I'm ready. Well, stranger, we appreciate you stopping by to spend some time with us in the shadows. If you want more Neon Shadows, head over to at Neon Shadows Pod on all social media and check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Neon Shadows Pod. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. The cast of this episode was Dusty Willis, voiced by Dan Faulkner, Cordelia, voiced by Amber Wren, Frank Dixon, voiced by Ian Knowles, and Ulysses, voiced by Sean Goodrich. The theme song is Neon Shadows, performed by Amber Wren, written by Tyler Brown and Ian Knowles. Neon Shadows was created and written by Ian Knowles. All rights reserved, copyright Blunderbuss Studios 2021. Reuse or reproduction of our content is strictly prohibited. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies 
Or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. <laughs>